Original Podcast. This is Tiffany, and I'm here with Kelly. Hi! And today we are covering the Netflix original movie, See You Yesterday. When we get this up and running, we're going to be out of here. Stanford, Morehouse, Spelman. Hey, bring me along. Hey, whoa. This is something Einstein spent his entire life trying to do. We proved that time travel into the past is possible. If we just give it some time. Scary, but you inspired me. You going places, CJ, and since Pops is gone, I got to make sure that you get there. I don't need you always playing big brother. I'm the only big brother you got. <laughs> NYPD don't move. Walker, a 19-year-old black teen, was allegedly shot and killed by an NYPD officer. Walker was armed with nothing but a cell phone. I am so sorry about all of this. If I could go back and fix it, I would. If we just go back, get them out of there, then he's saved. We only have so many times to get this right. Everything's gonna need to be perfect. What's today's date? June 28th. <laughs> Sebastian, this has to work. Oh! It's too late. It's about controlling something we obviously have no control over. My brother didn't deserve this. Just miss him, y'all. How many times have you jumped back, CJ? We're not superheroes. Where is the justice? We can't do this anymore. We only have two jumps left. And did you see that this movie was originally a short? a 15-minute film. It's the same director, same writers, but it was received positively, so they decided to develop it into a a feature-length movie for Netflix. Did you know that? I Uh did not know that. I did Uh not. And it has the same main actors, too. CJ and Sebastian were the same in that short as they are in the movie on Netflix. Yeah, I was looking them up. I was just IMDb-ing them a minute ago. and Me too. Our main characters are Claudette Josephine, she goes by CJ, and Sebastian, who occasionally gets called Bash. And who is CJ played by? CJ is played by an actress named Eden Duncan Smith. And she has been in a bunch of stuff that I have not seen. But the only thing I did recognize was the Who Was show yes. on Netflix because my kids love that show. Yes. So. Well, I and I looked up the, the actor that plays Sebastian. His name is Dante Critchlow, I think mm-hmm. maybe. And this is his first big thing. Like, the, yeah. this is his only thing he's ever done, which is amazing because he's awesome. He's really, really good actor. So I couldn't believe that. And I also, I also looked up a couple of the other ones that we can talk about sure. later when we get to them. Uh, this movie was released on my birthday last year on Netflix, and happy birthday to me. <laughs> it was the winner of an Independent Spirit Award for Best First Screenplay. So the director slash co-writer, his name is... Stefan Bristol, and then I guess Frederica Bailey is his co-writer for the screenplay. Uh, he's the director and co-writer, and actually um, was in the original short. But anyway, it's their first screenplay, and they won an award for it, because this is a great movie. Yeah, and it's a great movie without, we're going to get into all of it, but it's a great movie that's filled with young new faces all it's a very young cast and they are covering some really heavy topics which is and they're breaking all the stereotypes which is kind of cool so um and i one thing i looked up is that it was filmed in brooklyn in 2018 so yes i saw that she was filmed in uh queens and brooklyn so yeah it's uh set in east flatbush east flatbush brooklyn 
uh, and in the Crown Heights neighborhood yeah. of Brooklyn. And that is a real neighborhood in, in Brooklyn. And I looked into it a little bit. And the crime rates there are higher than that of New York City as a whole, just as an aside. Okay. I'm going to start off by saying that there are a lot of what I like to call um, sciency things <laughs> in this movie. And that made my eyes glaze over because my brain doesn't work like that. So when there are sciency, I'm using my air quotes, things, I'm going to try to explain them the best I can, but don't judge me. So anyway, <laughs> we are looking at a security camera. And I literally have in my notes, uh, science. <laughs> and, and the date on the security camera is June... 27 2019 and we see our our two main characters played uh cj played by eden duncan smith and sebastian dante critchlow and they are standing in an alleyway and they have on these backpack things and they're talking about temporal relocation packages and wormholes and putting in time coordinates into what looks like an iPhone. It's like a thing that they're wearing on their wrist. And they are trying to go back to yesterday. They have these these goggles that they wear um, when they're when they're getting ready to to do this that look like What's the Red Baron? Is that? Yeah, there's, the, they're just straight, yeah. they're straight up steampunk goggles. They're yeah, your yeah. traditional steampunk. <laughs> so they're in the, this alleyway and they're getting ready to go back in time. And all, all these things in the alleyway start shaking and there's a Coke can on the ground and it starts moving around. And then the backpacks catch on fire. So Sebastian says, what the F? And then we get the intro music. Essentially, they, these backpacks or their TRPs, as they're calling them, allow them to break down their molecular structure to pass through a wormhole. So uh -huh. the backpack allows them to time travel, but only holds enough juice to take them back one day in the past. They're doing their experiments to see, you know, if it's going to work. And if obviously this one failed. So they're back to the drawing board. Yeah, and we'll find out in a little while what exactly they are doing this for. It's not just for funsies to see if they can travel back in time. They well, it starts out that way. It's right for their that for way. their yeah. for their project initially. This is just something for what is essentially a science fair, is what I gathered. Yes. So now we cut to um, we're in a high school, and CJ's just kicked back in class, just casually reading a bit brief history of time by Stephen Hawking. You know, as one does, just some sure. light light reading before school gets out for the summer. Sebastian is behind her, and he's reading the graphic novel Black by Kwanzaa. I'm gonna I'm gonna slaughter this last name. Alcelifo and Tim Smith, um, with two other kids. And according to I googled Black. The novel's description is, in a world that already hates and fears them, what if only black people had so had superpowers? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of great positive the black writers and just, you know, because let's get into it, is that black people aren't thought of in the science field. So right. to see this movie where these kids are huge science nerds and they are so damn smart is great. And it's, I think it's just a great depiction. Then we look over and we're at the teacher's desk and it's his teacher's name is Mr. Lockfart, Lockhart and he's reading and we realize that Mr. Lockhart is Marty McFly from Back to the Future himself, Michael J. Fox. That is such a nice touch. Yes, it's such, I don't know how they got him to do it, but it's amazing. I don't know. But he's reading and his hands are shaking so bad and I just want to hug him because my dad has Parkinson's too and oh, it's so hard. But he is reading the novel Kindred by Octavia E. Butler and that novel incorporates time travel and is modeled on slave narratives. As a creative writing major in college, I was always told that if you were going to have a character either watching a movie or reading a book, that that needs to mean something. You can't just throw in any old book. And for these to make these great nods to African-American literature and time travel, it's really cool. Very smart. Yeah. Um, so CJ starts distracting Mr. Lockhart because Sebastian is going to go sneak into the robotics lab. 
there's the Science Expo. I have it as that it was on July 15th, but I could have got the date wrong. Know. But that's the day before my birthday. Yeah. And C- CJ's telling Mr. Lockhart that she wants to use their end-of-the-year presentation in the Expo, but it only got a B plus, and she thinks it deserves a better grade because uh, this Expo could give her a full ride to MIT, and Bash wants to go to Morehouse, and they could get him scholarships, and blah dee blah dee And Mr. L comes back with the quote, If time travel were possible, it would be the biggest ethical and philosophical conundrum of the modern age. If you had that kind of power, what would you do? What would you change? And just that moment, Bash returns. He's got a headlamp on because he was sneaking in the dark science lab and forgot to take it off. So Mr. L is immediately on to him and he's like, hey, whatever you took from the lab, bring it back in one piece. And then utters the best line from ever any movie ever. It says, time travel. Great Scott! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Back to the future nod. Love it. Love it. Great. So, they are walking out of the school and they are intercepted by Eduardo. He is played by Jonathan Neves, I think is how you pronounce it. Nieves, maybe? I don't maybe. Know. Uh, he has been in quite a, a few things. Penny Dreadful was one that he had been in the most. Uh, and, and there were, uh, actually Grey's Anatomy. That was oh. one that jumped out. It was just like an episode. But right. Like, oh, okay. And he wants to know what they're planning. But for now, they're not going to be sharing any of that with Eduardo. Cut to getting off the subway back in their neighborhood. And they walk into H&H Mini Mart, which is owned by Carlito. And going forward through the episode, this is known as Carlito's Bodega. Right. And they're getting their slushies or whatever their after-school routine is. And Bash, Bash a- says he wants a red-flavored slushie, and she argues oh, that yeah. red is not a flavor. Um, Red's a flavor! It is a flavor, honey. It's it a is flavor. a flavor. <laughs> it's a flavor. And so, at the same time, CJ's ex-boyfriend, Jared, walks in, and he's harassing Bastion about the TRP he's wearing. He doesn't call it a TRP, obviously, but about his backpack. And he is there with his new girlfriend and is flaunting it in CJ's face. And she gets angry about it, starts cussing at him, pushing him around, and then her brother shows up. This is Calvin. Calvin is played by a guy named Astro, and he has been in I Am the Night, which was that series about right. the Black Dahlia, right. and the Red Band Society. He's been in a, actually a bunch of stuff too, but those were the two that kind of stuck out to me. And he shows up with his friend, who we later find out is Dennis, yep. and he is the obviously the big protector brother, because... And he is just, like, uh, the tiniest little guy, but he is obviously very intimidating because he's like, you want to get into something, Jared? And Jared's like, nah, I'm gone. So he walks out. But he tells CJ that she's got to keep a hold of her temper. She flies off the handle too quick. She has a control problem. And as they're sitting there kind of arguing back and forth, as a brother and sister do, some cops walk up and start harassing them, asking for their ID and, you know, what, wanting to know, well, what's going on? And CJ brings up a recent cop shooting. And a homeless guy walks by and starts yelling about police brutality. And, and kind of the combination of all these things, the cops decide they're not going to continue this interrogation of, you know, just a couple of kids on the street. And they walk away. Yeah, they. I thought it was funny. I have a couple things written down about that. Is that going back to Jared? Um, did you notice that what Jared's girlfriend's name is? No, it's Tiffany. Ah! Uh, <laughs> with her gold necklace. With her gold necklace that says "sexy." She's so trashy. We learned something important in there is that CJ and Jared used to date, and obviously it ended badly. And Jared makes the comment to CJ, "What used to be all about this dick." And that's what makes her flip out. I, she's mad. Yeah. He's telling people she's not a virgin. She's embarrassed and hurt. And it's never really clear whether he was her first or not. And she's just trying to hide that because she's embarrassed in front of Bash. Or well, And she says later on to Bash because he's like, 
oh, you and Jared. And she's like, please, I would never. So I, I, I don't, don't know. know if that, I, don't, I don't know if it was something that even happened and she's just like pissed that he's even suggesting it. I don't know. He's, he's trash too. Calvin's telling her, you know, when she freaks out, and she says she wished she had thrown a slushie in Jared's face. He's going to tell their mom that she's acting like a hood rat. But when the cops show up, you know, it's a brother and sister having the argument, and they immediately start asking for IDs. And CJ's saying, you know, it's just my brother. Why do you need my ID? And then CJ comes back with, did you ask Francis Pierre for his ID before you shot him? And we're all left wondering, who is Francis Pierre? But the cops are like, yeah, we're out of here. We don't, we, we don't want to get involved in that again. Right. So we go to Bash's grandparents' garage, and CJ's telling Bash that Jared is lying about being her first, and Bash is saying he would have beat him up if he had gotten the jump on him. So they're both kind of lying to each other to save face. Because I, I want to note here that the actor that plays Bash is five foot three. Yeah, he's just a little guy, but he's he's a little guy. He's adorable, but he is so cute. But Bash's grandpa comes in and he's telling him it's unhealthy for their brains to stay in the garage all the time, but that they're obsessed with this expo and on a deadline. And Grandpa gives Bash the, the ultimatum, you're going to get a job after the expo. You're, and you and your little girlfriend are going to get a job. And they're not boyfriend and girlfriend. They're just good friends. So they even have a secret handshake, which is so cool. Uh, <laughs> so nerdy, but so yeah. cool. There's a knock at the garage door. So all of a sudden they open it up and they're in these full-on lab coats because they are running a business. They open a fridge that's in the garage and it's full of every electronic and accessory you'd ever need. There's a boy and a girl that have come to the door, and the boy says, well, I just want a new battery for my phone. And the girl's there to pick up her aunt's laptop that they rebuilt. I mean, they're not running a nice hustle. They're making some money off this stuff. Well, and they have like a code phrase. They say, we we heard you guys got the juice. Yeah. And they're like, what kind of juice? And they're like, OJ, with or without pulp. Right, right. So there's <laughs> like a whole screening criteria. And they're like, what? What? We just want a battery. <laughs> <laughs> so we are now in... CJ's living room and the family is watching the news and this is where we find out who Francis Pierre is. He was a young black man who was recently killed by cops and Claudette comes home, CJ comes home and she and her brother have a little moment and he flicks her off and tells her it's her turn to do the dishes. So she's in the kitchen and Calvin comes up to help her he's trying to make amends and say you know i was just trying to look out for you and he says something about misogyny and she's like oh wait let me give you the textbook definitions of misogyny versus misogynistic and because he was using one as a an adjective and an <laughs> adverb and blah or whatever a verb noun blah blah so again he says you need to learn to control your temper and she says, I wonder where I get it from. And he says that he knows that she's going to go somewhere, that she inspires him. And then they start talking about their dad's dog tags, which Calvin wears. Because their dad and, passed away. Right. Their dad passed away. He was military. Uh, I, I'm not, I guess army, I'm not, I guess army's dog tags are pretty thing. Or maybe a Marine, but... Anyway, he wears their dad's dog tags, and she's always joking with him about, when are you going to let me wear dad's dog tags? And he says, you'll get these over my dead body, which is some foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, mom, uh, CJ's mom, her name is Phaedra, and she's a hair, well, I don't know if she's a hairdresser, but she does hair out of their apartment. And she right. was doing the hair of Kim, who owned the computer that they picked up earlier. Which is, do you think, is that her sister? Because she's says something about your aunt later on no well it was the girl that picked it up it was her aunt but then she said oh okay but she said we rock with kim so you can get a discount i think it's just it's somebody her her mom is friends with so they and they i don't know i think in this community that everybody knows everybody and they're very yeah. tight-knit so you know there's people that you've probably grown up with that you're calling auntie and really right. you know, no relation yeah. at all and i thought that was really cool is that uh calvin says to her it's scary but you inspire me and and it's his job now to make sure, sure she goes on to school. And, and she says, well, you know, you could go too. We could go together and do big things. And I think Calvin is kind of resigned to the fact like, yeah, you're going to go on to school. That's not going to be my future. And I don't think that Calvin's not smart. I just think Calvin no, understands his lot in life. Is that just yes. That's just not, not in the cards for him. So now we're back to another TRP test, another backpack test. 
Um, and they've agreed to not make any changes in, and therefore alter the time-space continuum and alter the future in any ways that they could imagine. That's their rule for doing this, uh, this jump. But the thing is, this time, it works. There's crazy wor of wormhole footage. I'm going through the war wormhole because they're back in that alleyway. And what's really cool is that there's a broke-down bike lane in the alleyway, and it folds in on itself. So it's kind of the, uh, the idea that time is folding in on itself. So, so that's how they're going back in time, and the trash can explodes, and then they they reappear, and the first thing Bash does is checks to make sure his penis is still there, because <laughs> that's important for a teenage boy. Yeah. And so they start running, and they run into this Kim, and they ask her the date, and she says, well, you all look crazy, and she's going to be sending her niece over later to get her back laptop. So they know for sure that they've gone back in time. They've gone back a, a day in time. CJ says, well... I got to do something. It's just a minor change. I just want to make a minor change. So she runs to the bodega and what she does is she goes in and fills up two cups of the slushy and she splashes them all over Jared and his girlfriend. <laughs> just in time to see their past selves coming into the store, which they agreed that that we cannot have any interaction with our past selves. This, that would be bad. So Jared calls her a bitch. She slaps him and chases him and chases him out of the store. Calvin shows up again. And Jared walks off, and future CJ splashes him again with a Slurpee, because that's what you do. So Jared takes off on chase after them and grabs CJ's backpack. And she, she's pulling away, they're struggling. She pull, she runs out in the road, Jared runs up behind her, and he gets hit by a car. I was like, ugh! Yeah, it's shocking, out of nowhere. And as they're, you know, she's trying to see if he's okay, and... I don't know if it's Bash or, or CJ says, the wormhole is closing. We have to go. It's Bash. Yeah, we have to go. We can't wait and see if he's all right. We have to go. And they zip back in time, just in time, and poor Bash's grandma is cleaning dishes just for in time to see them leap back and blow up the garage. <laughs> yes, and she comes out and is raising hell with Bash, and then she just <laughs> looks over at CJ, and she's like, how are you, young lady? I loved it. <laughs> and... So CJ has called to check up on Jared and it turns out that he broke his arm. No big deal. It's fine. You know, whatever. But Bash is pissed. He says, we did not invent time travel so you can get back at your ex-boyfriend. CJ says, everything great has the potential to be good and bad. And does CJ say that or does Bash say that? She, she says that because she says that okay. science is bigger than us. In us, We yeah. invented the TR. So the Yeah, and then and the Bash starts talking about Arthur Galston and how he was just a, a botanist and ended up leading to the, the development of Agent Orange. And I looked into him a little bit. He did research on a chemical that was supposed to make soybeans flower oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. fruit earlier. And it yeah, and it did end up leading to the development of Agent Orange, which was right. used in the Vietnam War. So, right. you know, it had it, it could have been a good thing and but someone chose to use it for a bad thing. So now it's the 4th of July. So I don't know if it's just the we've jumped ahead a week in, in time. They haven't time travel a week in time. It's just the 4th of July weekend. And they're at a barbecue and the food looks amazing. Looks so I good. said, I want to go to a barbecue. Damn coronavirus. I know. Oh, it looks so good. Um, yeah. I thought it was really fun is that there's Jamaican flags everywhere and they're do they're playing dominoes on a board that's got the Jamaican flag on it. Uh, Calvin is playing with a couple older men and they're, you know, he does not know how to play dominoes and they are just giving him <laughs> shit about it. And then Dennis comes over to Calvin and says, we got to go. That little bitch Jared is here. So they get up, he gets up, and they're in each other's faces. And they're going at it, going at it. And this woman comes over and she's had enough. She's like, you're not going to act like this here. Kicks them out of the party. And she does the and the bumble clap. Is that how you say it? Thing? That's Oh, what does she call them? That's that's the new thing on the on, on memes that, that, that I had to look it up. It's like means repulsive or something. And, uh, but I thought it was funny. She oh, called, a, a, bum, a bumble clot. Bumble clot, yeah. 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 So Calvin and Dennis start walking and they're just shooting the shit as they're walking. And Calvin's making fun of uh, Dennis's denim jean bucket hat he's got on. And they're talking about girls. And as they're walking, these two guys run past him and yell, get out of the way. And they just take off running past. They're like, what the hell are those guys doing? And all of a sudden a cop car comes screaming up behind them and stops. And the two cops get out and they say, ask them where they're coming from. 
and Calvin or Dennis are like, what the fuck? What are you, what are you talking about? Why do you care? Leave us alone. And the cops immediately have their guns drawn. And then next thing we know, we're flashing to the next day, two days forward. I'm not sure. So we cut to a news report. Yeah. And you see the on-screen text. And it says, on Thursday evening, Calvin Walker, a 19-year-old black teen, was allegedly shot and killed by an NYPD officer. According to the police, Walker was attempting to pull something out of his pocket when he was shot. At at this point, like, the reporter keeps talking, and now we're fading into everyone sitting in the church at Calvin's funeral. The reporter continues, a woman who claimed to have a bird's eye view of the incident said that Walker was unarmed. And we are panning across and zooming in now on CJ, who is visibly upset and crying and her mother's trying to comfort her and get her to stay seated because she was getting ready to get up and walk out. So the reporter's voice cuts back in. Now all of this comes on the heels of the Francis Pierre shooting and activists say this is yet another example of overzealous policing and mistaken identity. And now we cut away from the funeral and we are with the reporter. She is in front of a memorial at the spot where Calvin was shot. It's covered in flowers and signs. And she says Walker and his friend Dennis Owens, most likely mistaken for these two men, whose two faces pop up on the screen, who had just robbed a bodega a few blocks away. And then she talks about a vigil for Calvin and then talks about how this has incited violent protests across the neighborhood uh, because now there are two incidences of of police killing young black men. Right. Did you notice that at the funeral CJ is wearing one dress and then it cuts to her sitting in her room and she's wearing a completely different dress and it's like super fancy it looks like a prom dress so I was so confused by that. Like, I don't know. If I, did not notice. I, I noticed that I liked the dress that she was wearing at the funeral because it had like this like lace thing around her, like up at the top. And I thought it was very pretty, but I did not notice that. It no, when she's in her room, in her, in her, she calls it the next thing we see, we see her sitting on her bed in her room. She's wearing right. like a halter dress. So it's just around her neck and then it comes down. There's no sleeves or, or straps or anything. And it's very sparkly. Oh, right. Yeah, it's very sparkly. So I don't know what's happening there. But so uh, CJ's mom and Bash's grandma come in to to comfort her, and her mom turns off the TV and she says, "Don't watch any more of the protests. You can't focus that on, on that anymore." And grandma says, "Sebastian is your brother too. You you know you did you may have lost a brother, but Sebastian is your brother too." And mom just kind of comforting CJ, and she says, "You know, if I could go back and fix it, I would." And CJ's like. Hey, light bulb. I have an idea and I can make an adjustment to my pack and maybe I can go back and, t- and save him. Yeah. So as soon as her mom walks out of the room, she's over there scribbling on the plans, science stuff, science, <laughs> science. And uh, now we're in a cemetery and CJ is walking up to Calvin's grave with flowers and we see Bash walk up behind her and they sit down on a bench and they're talking about the plans for updating the machine. And I have in my notes, science stuff. And so the gist of what they are talking about is if they can increase the power supply, they can increase how far back in time they can go from a day to probably a week. Right. And Bash is, is not seeing where CJ is going with this. He thinks that CJ wants to go back so they can go to the expo. But that's not what she has planned at all. She wants to go back and save Calvin. Bash says, no way. It's too dangerous. There's too many consequences we can't predict. Um, This could have dangerous, bad outcomes. And CJ says, look around you. Look at where we are. Look at my brother. You know, we're we're already in. We've already seen the consequences of of." things and and this is where we are so she's basically saying you know if how much worse than this can it get i've lost my brother so she just says i'll do it myself and walks away right 
But did you, she's wearing the dog tags. Did you say that? She's she's wearing Calvin's dog yeah. tags. So, yeah. Um, and then I had a question. Is how did they get a headstone so quickly? Because when my husband died, I, it took months to get a headstone. So, I don't know how yeah, they, they got that place. Yeah, they about, about three months before mine. Yeah, mom so, was going to have one. So, yeah. They working fast over there. But, um. <laughs> So we see um, CJ is just looking at, she's holding her her brother's funeral funeral program. It's a nice picture of him from his graduation. He's in his cap and gown. And then we go to um, Bash's garage and Granny made him this really nice breakfast. It's sitting out for him. And, you know, I think CJ's surprised that Bash is even ready for her because they came to this big blowout about that he didn't want to do it. But um, as Bash explains, you know, my parents died. And what my uncle told me after they died is, is, friends are your chosen family. There's no I, just we. And, the, you know, he loved Calvin, too. He was like a brother to him, too. And I love it that the, the two of them say, you know, Bash says to CJ, I love you, black woman. She says, I, or he says, she says, I love you, black man. And he says, I love you, too, black woman. Um, but we get, up and hug. yeah, so then we learn that Calvin was shot on July 4th and they can go back and save him. But they only have 10 minutes and one jump a day to get it right because the packs need to be recalibrated after each jump. So they couldn't do it over and over in one day. They have to get this right. They only pretty much have seven days to get it right and only 10 minutes at a time. So they decided to jump and they brought um, Calvin's funeral program with them to know if they made it work. Because, you know, if it's it's back to the back to the future thing where you know marty carried that picture of his family is if it works right. you know people the, it disappears etc and as they they're you know running to go stop calvin they're met by jared and his boys they run past him and they're taking off because because they're chasing them everywhere they're running as fast as they can and cj is throwing anything she can get her hands on at them as to get away she's throwing paper so plates. like a classic chasing <laughs> where you throw stuff in front of the people behind which i think slows you down more than anything else just keep yeah, running just run um, and we see Calvin and Den- Dennis are walking again, and they are met by police again. And then we don't see it, but we hear the gunshots, and you see CJ's face, and they are once again too late because they got held up by Jared. They are too late to save Calvin again. So you see them running back to the wormhole and then appearing back in the present. And obviously, CJ is uh, very upset, and now all they can do is wait until tomorrow. So while they are sitting around basically waiting for time to pass, CJ has a new idea. Instead of getting to Calvin, they stop the robbery from happening. If they can stop the robbery from happening, then the cops won't be looking for the robbers and won't come across Calvin and Dennis. Bash is not so sure. He says these two guys that robbed the bodega are are dangerous and he's worried about being the one with a gun in their face. So as they're talking, Granny comes in with the snacks. I said, God, I love Granny. I know. She's the best. And CJ says, no, no, no. We don't don't even have to do that. The robbery happens at 535. All we need to do is call the police before them and tip them off. And then they'll come to the bodega and there won't even be a chance to have robbery. And Bash says, okay, you know, that's a solid plan. But we need to be careful not to run into our past selves, obviously. And CJ says, okay, no problem. We were at the comic book store the uh, initially, and they're the the kind of tricky part is that not only are the original timeline CJ and Bash there at the comic book store at the time, there's also now their first attempt selves. So the first time they went back to try to stop this, they also exist in that ten minutes that they jump from. So not only do they need to avoid real-time CJ and Bash, but they need to avoid first attempt CJ <laughs> and Bash. Gets so complicated. And it is, it is. And so, yeah, while their mind is exploding, they say, you know what, we need something that can direct a lot of energy. And Bash says, you're not going to like this. No. Because the answer to what they need to get more energy is found with a certain guy that CJ has no use for. <laughs> That's right. It's the sweet little Eduardo. 
So I love Eduardo. I do. He's 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 a very attractive little little teenage boy. I, yeah, it's a saying, good I'm looking boy. I was like, CJ, you you're all right. You could do okay with Eduardo, and he's and he's sweet. They go to his apartment. He will rub your feet. He's sitting there buffing his abuela's feet and <laughs> being so sweet to her. And the, you hear the grandma say, "You know that CJ's pretty, but she looks rough." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, grandma." <laughs> And I, she must speak Spanish because her face was like, come on. I know. She's like, no. Um, But they need energy conduits and they need an obscene energy capacity like the quantum circuit boards that Eduardo Eduardo built for his year-end project. And so he's like, well, no, this is a huge project for me. I'm not just going to give this stuff to you. There's no way. And CJ's like, fine, I'll go on a date with you for the board. And Edward's like, yeah, I've been waiting on you since the fourth grade. He says, I'm going to treat you like a princess. Yeah, he's He's like, oh, God. He's so adorable, but he's just, he's he's too much. He's a little too much. I get it. I get it, CJ. (laughs) But he goes under his bed. He pulls out this insane-ass gold briefcase, which is like every Indiana Jones movie. You know, he puts it on the bed and opens up and it's like, whoa. Oh, do you know that my Netflix uh, subtitles or CC said sacred choral music? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> so, but he's got the nice, you know, these uh, circuit boards that can save the day and help them on their next thing. Yeah. Uh, I had two notes about that scene. One was like, he's goofing around in the bedroom and then he puts his hat on backwards, swirls around in his chair. And now he's like, okay, what is this about? It's like, mm-hmm. he's just like flips the switch he's like serious Eduardo and then when he wants to know what it's for but they won't tell him he's like hold up you need my shit to make your new shit but you won't tell me shit I thought that was a funny one yeah so now they have a plan to try this again tomorrow with the new circuit boards CJ comes home and she sees her mother sitting on the couch watching all the protests on the tv and CJ sits down beside her and changes the channel. And this time it's CJ comforting her mom. Right. So cut to the next day. Time to try again. Okay. So something we haven't mentioned before is every time they come exploding into this alleyway in the past, there is this like Rastafarian Jamaican guy. And every time he's like, what the heck is going on? These kids and making all this noise because they wake him up every time. And he's so annoyed. So immediately CJ is on her phone reporting the robbery. They've done what they plan to do. They go to the bodega, not to the bodega, but just where they can see the bodega. And we cut to inside the bodega and we can see the guys like casing inside and CJ and Bash are outside they're waiting they're like okay where are the cops where are the cops you know it's it's getting close to the time of the robbery but they're not there yet so CJ decides I'm just gonna go in and warn Carlito and she tells Bash to wait outside so she goes into the store uh, she is trying to tell Carlito about the robbery, but he is giving her what's for for the slushy incident. And she just decides to buy something and write a note on a piece of paper. Kind of at the same time that all this is happening where he's arguing with her about the slushy and she's just trying to tell him what's going to happen. Former bash, like initial timeline bash sees cj go into the store and he runs over and he's like cj i thought we were meeting at the comic book store and she's you know trying to tell carlito about the robbery the two guys are still casing the joint she's trying to get bash to leave it is just chaos and she just writes on the sheet of paper robbery and she pushes it across to carlito Carlito kind of nods, you know, he, he gets what she means and he pulls a gun. So now former bash, initial timeline bash, jump CJ are stuck in the bodega with the robbers and Carlito and guns are out and everyone is arguing. We cut to bash outside waiting this, this jumps bash outside waiting. And we hear a gunshot come from inside the bodega and we see former bash initial bash stumble out and he's been shot jump bash standing there starts to cough up blood cj is 
is draped over former Bash. I don't really know how to... I hope I'm explaining this correctly. I just keep calling them past Bash and future Bash. Okay, so past Bash, that is too hard to say, <laughs> is, is laying on the ground and she's begging him to, to wake up, wake up, because she is looking over to Jump Bash and she sees him coughing of the blood and he's flickering. So this is so um, Back to the Future yeah. vibes. And Bash on the ground who's been shot dies and when he does future bash jump bash disappears and his gear falls to the ground cj knows she has to go the wormhole is about to close the 10 minutes is up and so she just grabs bash's pack and jumps back to the present without him and as soon as she gets to the alleyway she throws up and cries while his pack explodes on the ground and then they have an amazing this is the cinematographer or the director the camera makes it look like the world gets turned upside down and that's just exactly how she's feeling the entire scene turns on its head and you know like that's all of cj because she's trying to say kelvin and in doing so she's lost her best friend now we're at bash's funeral and cj's wearing the same dress she wore to kelvin's funeral and Bash's picture is on the funeral program now, and Eduardo's sitting there, and he is tore up because Bash was his best friend, and he had earlier in the movie he had talked about he invited Bash to go. Oh, yeah, Puerto Rico. I have it in my notes. I can look it back up. Yes, I think it's Puerto Rico for with his with his grandma's church group, and you know that was just they're just really good friends. And this preacher who is kind of singing this eulogy is amazing. Like he, he's it's beautiful. The way he, I mean, he's he's just talking about losing these young black men, and but the way he's doing it in a in a sing song way, and it's it's mm-hmm. really cool. And they cut outside, and in this timeline, Calvin is alive, but Bash is dead. So Calvin's sitting, standing outside, kind of leaning on a car, and he's looking at CJ, and he knows that something is wrong. There's something's not right. So later that night, um, CJ walks into the house and Bash's uh, grandpa is sitting on the couch and he's crying. And she's like, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he says, you know, grandma's in the hospital. She's had a nervous breakdown. She just can't stand losing one more person. You know, she's lost Bash. She's lost Bash's parents. She's, it's, it's too much for her. And grandpa's going to lose his mind because he's lo- if she loses her, then everything's gone. And CJ just can't take it. It's too much, you know, all this loss and it's her fault. So she leaves the house and Calvin is waiting in a car outside. But if he had a car, why was he walking all the time? So I don't know if it's his mom's car or what, but he's sitting in Probably a, his mom's car. Yeah, so he's sitting in her in the car and he confronts her and he's like, is this a fucking joke? And he holds out the funeral program that has his face on it. And she's like, no, I, I can explain. He's like, you know, all along for a while, I've been feeling like it should have been me. It shouldn't have been him. It should have been me. And in my notes, I have Calvin knows. <laughs> Calvin, Calvin can feel it in his bones. It's so, not right. So CJ shows him the um, security cam footage from the TRP, from their jump. And she says, I know how to fix it. I can fix it. And Calvin's like, no, no, you can't. He's like, you have to explain to me exactly how you will fix it. Because you could, there's many things that could happen. You could all get shot by the police or by those robbers. There's so many things that could go wrong. CJ says, well, Bash didn't deserve this. And Calvin says, none of us do. This is just the world we live in. You know, that we live in a dangerous neighborhood where the cops aren't here to protect us. They're here to over-police because we're minorities and treat us awful. Calvin says to CJ, you know, I'll go with you. I'll jump with you and I'll help you make this right. And CJ says, no, there's only one pack. Bash is burned up. It has to be her. And Calvin says, okay, if I can't go with you, what can I do to get you up and running so we can get this taken care of? So who do we have to go back to? Cut to knock, knock, knock. Door opens. It is sleepy, shirtless Eduardo. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything about it because he's probably 16. But CJ is at his door and she needs him to build another circuit board. And, but first he slams that door because he's so embarrassed. Oh, yeah, because he's like, oh, my God. And so he, he gets his glasses and his shirt open. Yeah. And she says, we need your help. Meet us outside in five minutes. And he's like, we need your help. And Calvin kind of rounds the corner and he's like, you know. So. He looks and, him up and down like, yeah, who is I this said, fool? 
Calvin is the intimidator and it works because he's like, yeah, okay, great. So <laughs> uh, they have to tell Eduardo everything and he is incredulous, but he's like, sure, I'll help. So they are using these virtual reality goggles to repair her unit and they are trying to reset to the moment where Bash is alive because the plan is that she's going to grab him and return with him. So I I think for this jump, she's trying to grab Bash and save Calvin. Is that the or yeah. trying to do both? She's or, just okay. yeah, she's trying to do everything because yeah, they're they've upgraded the circuit board so it doesn't fry, and the time splice will allow her to reset that moment in time without Bash knowing. And then jump back to present day because there's so many past and future bashes running around in that timeline. She has to avoid them all and just grab one and grab the right one one and take him back. And I just love that Calvin, like Eduardo's just going on about, oh, CJ, I'll make you my princess. And he's like, you need to, you need to calm your (laughs) ass down. Calvin's like, shut up. (laughs) You're you're too much. You're too much. You're too much. Yeah, I think he says that. He's like, dude, chill out. Um, so. I love that he says, I'll never forget this, CJ. And she's like, yeah, you will. Yes, you will. <laughs> they're, they're back in the alleyway and CJ's getting ready to jump. And yeah, she says that to Eduardo and he's just like, man. And he just turns around <laughs> and kind of pouts away. Calvin wants to talk to her before she leaves she jumps and he gives her the dog tags and he says this is the only way that you're going to be able to convince me in the past and he hugs her tells her to be safe and he walks away turns around and says i'll see you yesterday and then she jumps yeah her goal is he tells her you go back tell bash what happened stop calvin and dennis before they get to the malcolm x court then bolt Stay away from Jared. It's like a lot to do yeah. in 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> stay away from Jared and stay away from Carlitos. Those, those, those are the only things you have to do. Those are the only things you have to do. It's super simple. <sighs> Golly gee. Oh my God. But poor Ray guy guy. Poor Ray guy I, guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they keep messing with his alley. So she, she does her jump there from Calvin. And you see Bash is in the alley after a jump. And CJ shows up uh, like a minute later and hugs him. And he's like, you know, he's trying to think of like, why would she come in later than I did? But right. now we see that it's the, the 4th of July party again. And we come up on Calvin and Dennis and Calvin says, you know, I'm feeling off today. Something, just something about this day. We see Jane Bash run up and stop him. And she hands him his, the funeral program and shows that his face is disappearing on the funeral program. And he's like, he's like, what the hell is this? It's a joke. There's no way. That, this isn't funny, CJ. And CJ's trying to tell him, you're going to get killed. The cops are going to kill you. And she's like, remember what you said about the dog tags? That the only way you give them to me is over your dead body? Well, that happened. Something bad happened. And he's like, no, those are, I don't know how you got those bootleg dog tags. Well, that's bullshit. And they're, they're, they're arguing because he doesn't believe her. And CJ just wants him to, wants him so badly. Just come with me. Get yeah. out of this road. Something so you're safe. And all of a sudden the cops are there. And... They're telling him don't, and so CJ's like, don't take anything out of your pockets. Don't take anything, because that's how he got shot the last time. And the cops are screaming, IDs now, IDs now. And Calvin is just kind of staring at him like, what are you going to do, man? They tell him y'all to get down on the ground. They want to check everybody's IDs. Everybody get their IDs out. And Calvin says, if this has anything to do with Carlitos being robbed, we don't know have anything to do with that. And that was what CJ was had tell- yeah. said, was, had, was telling him before. Carly, this is being robbed. They're, the cops are going to think that you did it. That's why you need to get out of this uh, this alleyway. So he, if he hadn't said, so then I can see the cops are like, how do you know about that? So they pull their guns because there's no way he would have known that unless he had been there. Um, right. And they throw Dennis on the ground. One cop throws Dennis on the ground. The other one throws Bash on the ground. And the cop is putting his leg, leg on Bash's back. And it's the classic, not classic, it's awful, where he can't breathe. He's pushing on him so hard, he's not gonna, he's, he's going to die. And Calvin looks at the funeral program in his hand, and he sees his face fade, and Bash's take over. And he's looking at Bash, and Bash is struggling, and you know he's not able to breathe. So Calvin makes a decision to get up, and he starts to pull his phone out of his pocket, because he's going to record this bullshit. 
And the minute he does, the cop sees him, thinks he's going for something in his pocket, and shoots him. And CJ's just sitting there numb because she screwed up again. She couldn't save him once again. And Bash just kind of grabs this, you know, this timeline Bash grabs her and says, we have to go. We have to go. And they jump back. And at kind of at the same time, we cut back to the scene where Calvin is walking down the alleyway in the present and he fades. So we know that she has saved Bash, but now Calvin is gone again. Right. Right. And they're back in the garage and Bash wants to know why the plan changed because that was not the plan that they had for that Bash's jump. And Bash knows that she's jumped without him because she's wearing different clothing from the jump that he remembers. And he just wants to know how many times have you done this and what, why did you do this? And he's angry and she has to tell him because you died. And that does it for Bash. He says, we can't do this anymore. I'm not willing to risk my life again. And she's like, okay, fine. I understand. And let's just pack this thing up and we won't do it anymore. They go to walk out of the garage and she closes the door behind him and locks him out and suits up. And Bash is desperately trying to get the keys to the garage. He's inside the house. Where are the keys to the garage? Where? And he manages to get in just in time for her to say, I love you, Sebastian. And then she jumps. And we see her kind of going through the wormhole. And then she walks out of the garage. And she's got 10 minutes. And she starts running. Dog tags. A swinging. The end. The end. What did you think of that ending? I liked it. Now, I looked at reviews of this, and people uh, tend to be irate about this ending because people like uh, closure. Right. But I like how it's very open-ended. You don't know what's... And that was the whole point of jumping, is that they never knew what the consequences were going to be, what the outcome was going to be. And so I think the movie should end with you not knowing what the outcome was. I found it so frustrating because I wasn't clear. It's one thing to not have closure, but it's something completely different when you don't, I don't know what her intention was. When she went back by herself, was her intention to try and save them both? Was her intention to throw herself in front of a bullet? Was, you know, what was, what was her game plan? And I feel, cause when she's like, I love you, Sebastian, like, is that, I love you. I, I'm, case I'm willing to sacrifice myself or, to, or yeah, to yeah, save I, both of you guys. I, I never, I, just in case I never see you again. I, right. I found that, and I don't know. I understand that she's, she, I, I would do the same thing. She wants to save her brother. She wants to save her best friend. But to sacrifice herself knowing the future that this young girl could have. Knowing yeah. how incredibly smart she is. Like, she could probably, the you know, one of the smartest kids in her neighborhood, which I don't know. There seems to be a lot of damn smart kids in that neighborhood. They obviously go to a really good school, but. Well, it's like the Bronx School for Science or yeah, something like that. Like, it's full of super smart kids. Yeah, I just, I don't, it bothered me. It bothered me to no one because I was like, wait a minute. It's over? No. <laughs> I like to think that she went back and she saved Calvin and they were able to jump back together or. He, she was just able to get him out of the alleyway and jump back, and everything was gonna be fine. See, I don't think um, she, I don't think she can. I don't. I think that uh, even Calvin, yeah. I mean, things are gonna go. I mean, time is supposed to be linear, and it was supposed to go this certain way. You can't, you can't go back and change it. It was meant to happen. It's gonna meant to happen. Even Calvin knew this. There's something about this day. You know, I'm not supposed. You know, he could feel he yeah, was not, not supposed, supposed to, to live here. past this day. And I mean, she went back and she, she got Bash. She saved Bash that first time. That should have been the end of it. And as horrible as it is, her brother was gone, but they had already had time to kind of adjust to that reality. Maybe she has to do one last jump to get that through her head that she can't save him because she's not supposed to. Maybe. I don't know. I found it frustrating. I thought it was a great movie. I love how it broke all those stereotypes. I love how it was such a great look at race and racism and 
the bullshit that police do. I don't know. That was really good. Yeah, and I had actually looked up police shootings in this specific neighborhood, and there, I think I did find one that had happened fairly recently. Yeah, I mean, it's an <sighs> ethnically diverse neighborhood, and they're being policed by white cops, and who think, I'm not immediately are assuming that because they're black that they're up to no good. They must obviously all be criminals, and that's just crazy. It definitely doesn't just happen in Brooklyn, you know. That's a no. this is a nationwide issue, and I I thought this movie was great to bring awareness to that, and I was really disappointed that it wasn't really critically acclaimed. I mean, it did win the award and all, but you didn't see people talking about it on social media that much, and no, I didn't think Netflix like advertise that much for of course they have original programming up the wazoo so i guess they can't do it for every yeah but this this was no like haunting of hill house this was no this was no always be my maybe that that got all the buzz on netflix this was right i i I think the big part of it it was an unknown cast so you can't really promote a movie that doesn't have a big name draw so that's one thing but it you it wouldn't have been the same movie if it had been like i don't know I can't think of an actor to put in it, but no, you're right. It wouldn't. I wouldn't have liked it as much because I don't know. When you see somebody who's been in a million things, you kind of uh, have an idea of what you already think of them. And I liked the fresh faces. Yeah, but then there's a bunch of fresh faces. Fresh, fresh faces. And that when was it? When they see us? Oh yeah, that miniseries. That that was all. Those were all like brand new actors or at least not very well known and they I mean they've gone on to win uh Emmys and stuff because they were just so good so and they've got well and that got a lot of press that, and because that was a big story when it happened too right, that was a, right because that's based park, on true events yeah the Central Park Five so I don't know and then sci- I think science movies are hard are a hard sell too I mean my kids and sure. I just recently watched and uh you should watch it with your kids is Josh Gad does this thing on Instagram called um reunited at home and he just did one with the cast of Back to the Future. So that was super fun. And he did one with the cast of Goonies the week before last. So it's super fun. And he gets them all together, you know, over Zoom. And then they ask each other questions that they've always wanted to know. They give trivia. They give behind the scenes stuff. They do their most famous quote from their, their character's most famous quote. It's super fun. But the Back oh, to the adorable. Yeah, the Back to the Future one was, was super fun. Uh, we just watched that. Night before last, so nice plug out there for you, Josh Gad. Like you need more, more plugs, but it's it's fun. We like. Who? I don't even know this person. I know my my kids and I met Leah Thompson at uh, um, Comic Con a couple years ago, and she could not have been sweeter. You know, Marty McFly's mom. Yeah. She could not. Well, of course, I know. Who she well, well, maybe say anybody else may not know, but she okay, okay. she was. So kind, and we did not pay to have our pictures taken with her, and she still didn't care. She still was lovely to us, so she's a nice lady. I like her. Well, plug for her too. So. Yeah, nice plug for her. Yeah, yeah, left and right, all over here. Yeah, we're we're um willing to do that uh, for a small fee. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed our kind of breakdown of this movie. This wasn't one that we could laugh about too much, no. but I do think that it was important for us to talk about, especially coming up now very soon on the one-year anniversary of its release, and maybe we can get some more people to check it out. Yeah. And you know what else you should check out? You should check out uh, us on Instagram at That's So Original Podcast, and you should check us out on Facebook. Uh, We have a Facebook page. Just search That's So Original Podcast. We have a Twitter, but I don't really remember what it is, and I don't tweet a lot. So um, (laughs) if you want to find us there, that would be super fun. If you could tweet me, maybe I could figure out how to do that. And (laughs) you can also find us pretty much everywhere. You listen to podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, TuneIn Radio. You can listen to us on our website designed by yours truly which is why it looks the way that it does i am sorry that's so original podcast.com and rate and review and like and tell everybody 
that you know how um, amazing we are. Yeah, take great. take a tour over to Instagram. You know, hit up Josh Gad and watch your Reunited at Home, and then take us a, a little side street over and and give us some love on on, on our page. That would be great. That, that would be really really sweet of you. We would Thank love you. that. Or you know, go uh, and find us first, and then make your little detour to other places on the Instagram. Also, an option. Just you know, we are we are flexible. Yeah, we're we're just saying. So yep. what's up next from us? We've kind of sort of discussed, but um, we always want to he- yep. hear from, I mean, we, we know you're out there. There's a couple of you listening. Let us know if you want us to. <laughs> there's one or two of you. Yeah, if there's a series on, you know, on a streaming platform that you want us to cover, if there's a movie, um, we've got a couple that we've got our eyes on that I think would be super fun um, and not as dark as this one. But um, Yeah, and you know what else you could do? You could actually email that suggestion to us at that so original podcast at gmail.com yeah let us know let us know is there something that you watched and you want to listen and it was so bad you want us to tear it apart or it was so awesome that you (laughs) want us to share the joy with you let us know i think that's what we should do next we need to pick something just truly horrible oh i have some few that i've seen there's one (laughs) eli on netflix i'm looking at you because that one whoo That'd be a fun one to tear apart. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining us today and stay tuned for our super fun gag reel. And we will be talking in your ear next time. Bye. I didn't turn it on yet. Sorry. What? What? You just said you're right. Okay. I'm ready now. I've got all the words that I was going to read. Well, then read them. Bye.